Hello, everyone. I'm Wendy Myers. Welcome to the Myers Detox Podcast. And today we have a really good show. We have Margie Bissinger on the show to talk about how to address and prevent osteoporosis naturally and how to get strong bones naturally. Uh, osteoporosis affects one in two women in the United States and one in three to five outside the United States. So it's a, it's a real concern uh, and it's a real problem for so many women who suffer falls and uh, bone breaks and fractures, hip fractures and things like that. And there's so many things that you can do to prevent it. So we address all those on the show, what types of exercise to do and not to do, what kind of diet to eat and not to eat foods that are, uh, you know, very rich in minerals needed for your bones to have strong bones. It's not only minerals and calcium and magnesium. You also need collagen to have flexible bones. When there's a pressure on them, they can bend as opposed to breaking. We talk about the heavy metals that deposit in bone that can make your bones look more dense on osteoporosis scans. We talk about a lot of different subjects, medications, the, the problems with those and how they can actually promote more femur fractures after a five-year period of usage and why they just, they just uh, don't measure up to lifestyle and dietary choices that you can make. And so Margie Bissinger has been a physical therapist for decades and has helped thousands of people with osteoporosis. She's a wealth of knowledge. I'm so happy to have her on the show. And I know you guys listening, you're concerned about your body burden of heavy metals, how that affects your bones, how that affects other areas of your health. And I assure you that heavy metals and chemicals are the number one primary driver of disease in the United States and around the world today. That's a bold statement, um, but that is supported in the research and all the research I've done over the last decade. And so I created a quiz where based on some lifestyle questions, you can get your relative body burden of toxins in your quiz results. You can take that quiz at heavymetalsquiz.com. After you take it, you get a free video series that answers all of your frequently asked questions about detoxification. So go take it now at heavymetalsquiz.com. Our guest today, Marjorie Bissinger, she's an MS, a PT, and a CHC. She's a physical therapist, an integrative health coach, and a happiness trainer. Marjorie has over 25 years of experience helping people with osteoporosis and osteopenia, which is a diagnosis you get before osteoporosis. She's helped them improve their bone health through an integrative, comprehensive approach utilizing whole foods, exercise, supplements, mind-body relaxation techniques, and happiness training. Margie is an author of Osteoporosis, and Exercise Guide, and she oversees all the osteoporosis initiatives in the state of New Jersey as a physical therapy representative to the New Jersey Interagency Council on Osteoporosis. Margie also teaches an online six-week program called Happy Bones, Happy Life, to give people the tools to naturally achieve optimal bone health. And Marjorie's also the host of the Happy Bones, Happy Life podcast. Uh, Marjorie believes that happiness plays an integral role in our bone and overall health. And she's been teaching our patients happiness habits for over 35 years and has seen the powerful effects happiness has had on chronic pain and recovery. Margie created the Happy Me, Happy Life online program to help people increase their happiness level energy and overall health. And Margie's lectured on fortune 500 companies, government agencies, hospitals, women's groups throughout the country. And she's been 
been featured in the New York Times, Menopause Management, OBGYN News, and contributed to numerous health and fitness books. And you can learn more about Margie and her work at margiebissinger.com. Margie, thank you so much for joining the show. Oh, thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad to be here. So what is osteoporosis? Well, definition, osteoporosis just means porous bones, but there's actually a couple of qualities. It's both the strength as well as the architecture and the quality of the bone. And so both of those are reduced, making people more likely, you know, the bone doesn't have, just doesn't have the strength or the architecture that connects it, the interconnections. So it ends up just being much more porous and likely to fracture, unfortunately. Yeah. And so how common is it? What is the prevalence, you know, and why is it really important for every one of, you know, all, all people of all ages to be concerned about the health of their bones? Well, the thing is, and people don't realize how prevalent it is in the United States, one in two women will sustain a fracture due to osteoporosis in their lifetime. In other countries worldwide, it's one in three. And in the United States, it's one in four men worldwide, it's one in five. So it's very high. And a lot of people think this is something that just happens when you're older. So I don't need to worry about it. But that's so far from the truth because we really develop most of our bone before the age of 20. Women develop 80 to 90% of their peak bone by 18 and men at 20. So what we do when we're younger, what we are doing to our bones and when we're developing our bones, has an absolutely huge impact and sort of like a bank. You know, you put lots of money in and then at the end, if you lose them, if you withdraw, you have a lot there to begin with. Well, the same thing with our bones. If we don't develop it early on, then when we do lose some bone with aging and other reasons, we, we aren't going to have as much. So what we do at all ages matters. And I don't think people realize, you know, we do things to prevent, to keep our heart healthy. We do things for many, but we don't really look at bones. Well, what can we do? And the good news is what we do for our bones, as you know, they're not in isolation, helps everything. So it's just something I think a lot of people aren't aware of. And there's so much that can be done throughout the lifespan that we just need to sort of put it on the map. And if we do that, we shouldn't have this problem that we're having today. Yeah. And it is a, a big fear. A lot of women are very concerned about it for good reasons, but what can they do to prevent it? What, what can they do now before they get a diagnosis? Well, really at every stage, that's the good news. There's so much that can be done, but yes. So I think in childhood and early on, number one is, ex I mean, there's many, but my exercise is absolutely essential. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. And in today's world, so many people, you know, are at the computer, are sitting for such an extended period of time. And, you know, maybe they're exercising a few times a week, but there's certain types of exercises that are critical for the bones. And they found that the bone and the bones respond to the forces placed upon it. And so, you know, if you're just doing, you know, just a little exercise, that's really, that's anything's better than nothing, first of all. But if it's going to make a very big difference if you're doing the exercises that really affect bone. So the couple things that that work are resistance training. You know, when the when the muscles contracting against gravity, it's saying, hey, we need more bone here. You know, the muscles tugging on the bone, it's pulling. So resistance training, strength training is absolutely essential for all ages. And that's the exciting thing. Everybody can do that. You know, even people, I work with people in their 80s and 90s. And so 
so strength training, also impact, you know, for younger people, any kind of jumping, any sports or any activities where you're getting that force through the bones against gravity. So weight bearing, but even taking it the next level, as long as you don't have severe osteoporosis, you know, to jumping in things that can really, they've shown, they've done numerous studies on jump impact increases bone density. So I think I think, you know, there's lots of different parts of an exercise program, but really important to get the impact, the weight bearing and the resistance training. Yeah, I am doing my weight training, Pilates, uh, walking every day. I'm doing a, a lot because I want to maintain and retain my, my bone health as well, especially as I entered menopause about a year ago. And so ever important. So are there any specific exercises that women can do and men can do to strengthen their bones? Oh, sure. Well, the areas that are most important are what's called trabecular bone. I mean, that's the area that are most prone to fractures. And fractures occur in the spine, the wrist, and the hips, and also the ribs, but most importantly. So a lot of people, you know, will do biceps and triceps, do arms, you know, a lot of things in terms of legs, in terms of squats, in terms of lunges, you're getting your whole body weight, you know, on, on your legs. And, and the hips and the spine. But what people are missing so much is the back extensor muscles, you know, really working the back muscles. So anything with weights going backwards, any, a lot of the Pilates exercises, you know, with force on all fours, lifting an arm leg, like there's so many things going up on your, on your toes, down on your heels, you know, really strengthening the leg muscle. So there's, you know, an enormous amount of things to do, but I think a comprehensive exercise program, strength training, here's the thing, like people think sometimes, oh, well, more repetitions is better, but that's not what the research bears. What the research has shown is it's actually the amount of weight that matters. So you want to do, you know, around 10 repetitions of something. And I mean, again, my, my favorite thing to tell people is to, if they do have osteoporosis or even osteopenia, so see a physical therapist and they can really make sure you're doing absolutely the right exercises that you're in good posture, knowing that structurally you're doing everything appropriately. So that's my, if, if possible, that's the best thing. But I think getting, you know, making sure that your exercise program has the strength training. And again, it's not, you know, 40 reps you want to do. They've done studies on this and they found around like 80% of one repetition maximum is, is, is a good thing. And what that means is that means an exercise you can do around 10 times and you're sort of be getting, you know, tired by the 10th time. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, so you, and you want to work somewhat hard if you can. Now, again, if you're someone who has a lot of pain and, you know, you'll need to modify, but everybody does what they can. But it's that it's the increase in weight that really seems to be what's affecting bone. Okay, fantastic. And so what about diet? So what is the, what are kind of some foods that can help strengthen bones? What are some foods that maybe some types of diets that are detrimental to our bones. Can you elaborate on that? Absolutely. Well, we really want a nutrient dense diet. I mean, I think that's absolutely essential. And we want to get you know, the bones need minerals. You know, we need our calcium, we need our magnesium. There's so many things that we need. And if we are, you know, eating just the standard American diet, that's really going to be devoid of that. The other thing is that, you know, sugar depletes bone. They've actually shown it reduces the magnesium, the calcium 
in, in the bones. And so, you know, in, in terms of you're not, you're not going to be absorbing it, it reduces the absorption. So anything, you know, really just the good, you know, a good solid food that contains the nutrients that, that we need, as well as we need protein. And that's a misnomer too. A lot of people think too much protein gets excreted in the urine and that's not good for your bones. They found just the opposite in the research that we don't want too much. There's obviously a Goldilocks position, but we need enough protein. And a lot of people as they get older are not getting enough. And the protein's so important for the matrix of the bone to keep it strong and flexible. So, so it, yeah, we could talk literally an hour about food, but I think it's, it's just very important to have a, micro, a, a nutrient dense diet because people who are micronutrient deficient that's one of the root causes of osteoporosis. Yeah. I make sure I, I eat a lot of soups, like bone broth soups, because it has collagen in them and glucosamine chondroitin. And, you know, that collagen, you need that for, you know, the minerals to deposit onto, to create those, that flexibility. So that they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. The bone broth is great. And leafy greens are phenomenal because they have so much calcium, magnesium, vitamin K1 to help prevent fractures. So there's, they're just filled. They're just filled with so many of the bone building nutrients, you know, as well as for many people, supplements are important as well, because a lot of people are vitamin D deficient and all of those things make a huge, really have a huge impact on, on the bones. Yeah. And I love to go walking in the sun. I make sure I get sun every single day to make vitamin D naturally. I don't supplement with it. I get it naturally. Not everyone can do that, but I live in Mexico, but yeah, vitamin <laughs> D, you, you got to have that to get that calcium in the bones. You can't just drink calcium, eat calcium. Yeah. The other thing that I think is really missing, because typically when people go to their doctors, they do check the vitamin D level. I'm finding most physicians will look at what's called the 25 hydroxy vitamin D and tell people, you know, what, where they're at. So I think people are monitoring that and they will tell people, you know, people really care about calcium and vitamin D. And that's really it a lot of times in terms of when people see their physician, where the magnesium is so critical, critical, as well as vitamin K2, because that's what's getting that calcium and making sure it goes into the bones and not into the soft tissue and places that we don't want it. So I think that's something that is missing from a lot of people. Um, I mean, we don't all live in Japan where they eat natto, which is so high in vitamin K2. So I think that's just something that needs to get into our awareness because it can make a huge, huge difference. Yeah. I mean, I think the best supplement is a mega quinone. That's mm -hmm. going to give you natural vitamin K2 or a lot of other are synthetic. Um, so that's the one that I, I recommend to people. Uh, so any other nutrients that you, uh, we talked about most of them or any other nutrients you like for bones? I mean, there's so many, there's boron, there's zinc, there's, there's really a whole plethora of, of nutrients in terms of, you know, what's going to nourish the bones. But I think the ones, the I mean, it's a whole symphony and everything works together. But I think the missing ones I see on a regular basis are, the magnesium and the K2. I see that as, you know, and again, it depends what kind of diet people eat, but just getting a good nutrient dense diet is going to help the bones as well, you know, as well as everything else. Yeah. And so what kind of diets are detrimental to bones? I mean, definitely, I think the vegan diet is detrimental. I think that uh, low fat diets, so people that were doing like in the 2000s, uh, but some, some, 
people are still doing that for some reason. Uh, what is, what diets uh, or yeah. what impact do those diets have? That's a point? really good point because we need fat. You know, there are fat soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, and K all need fat to be absorbed. So if we don't have the fat in our diet, we're not absorbing these absolutely essential nutrients. And then, I mean, I think there's many diets that are detrimental. As you said, if it's purely a vegan and they're not getting B12, you know, they, they need to supplement with other things as well as, you know, if people, I mean, I'm a very big believer in intermittent fasting and, and you know, there's so many benefits. However, some people take it a little bit too far. So they're, they're barely getting, they're, they're not eating that much, you know, depending, depending again, I think the diet's great when done well, but there are just people who are just not getting enough nutrients. And, and so besides, you know, the, the bones being weak, there's also, it's called sarcopenia where your muscles also aren't getting enough, you know, enough nutrition. And that happens quite commonly as people age. So, so those would be, um, you know, and again, it depends what you're eating. If you're eating junk food and you're eating, you know, high carbs, a lot of times they've, they've shown now blood sugar has an effect on the collagen actually. So, you know, people who are their blood sugars higher could be also affecting their bone density. So I, I think just, you know, there's so many really good, healthy diets. And I know the diets that you promote, Wendy, are very bone, <laughs> very, very wonderful for our bones. Yeah. Bone friendly. Those yeah. are the diets that oh, I promote over here. And so what is the role of digestion in bone health? Because it doesn't matter what you eat. It only matters what you digest. And can and you elaborate such, on that? It's such a good point because so many people will say, oh, I'm eating this, 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 but they're not absorbing it. And they've done so many studies when people with digestive issues have a much higher rate of osteoporosis. So I, I think anything... I think that needs needs to be corrected. You know, that's one of the root causes. And so often what I see is someone will be put on a medication and yet they haven't addressed the underlying digestive issues. So to me, that's one of the first things that people need to do is really start with their digestion and seeing where there might be holes, what might be issues and dealing with that. In terms of the bones particularly, there's a couple things. One is is gluten. It's, it's so interesting because they've shown that people with celiac disease have you know, a much higher rate of osteoporosis, but they don't really talk about people with non-celiac, you know, gluten sensitivity and issues. But yet I have seen in my practice so many times that when people stopped, if they had an issue with gluten, stopped the gluten bone density increased and because of the inflammation. So I, um, so yes, yeah, so digestion is really critical, but another interesting piece to it is stomach acid because there was a doctor, a doctor, right. Who looked at, he did, you know, endoscopies when he was doing looking and he found that people, 80% of those with osteoporosis had, I think it was 80, 90% actually of the people he saw with osteoporosis had reduced stomach acid. And so, you know, when that happens, the body's not able to break down a lot of the nutrients. And they found, and you know, the interesting thing is a lot of people when they have stomach issues or when they have problems will be put on you know, Tums or they'll be put on some type of you know, antacid and of PPI and to reduce the stomach acid more for symptom relief. 
but they found that those medications are a huge risk factor for osteoporosis and really increase the likelihood. So it's, it's just something that a lot of people aren't aware of that you want other ways to deal with your digestive issues. Then, you know, again, if you're on this, don't just go off and work with your physician, but so yes, so stomach, you know, so definitely anything that people can do to improve digestion is going to make a huge difference in terms of what you're absorbing and, and the quality of your bone health. Yeah. Let's talk about the role of stress because a lot of people are under a lot of stress right now and fear, uncertainty, stress certainly has a negative impact on your digestion. Can you talk about some ways to reduce stress to facilitate bone health? Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that just like you said, people are under a lot of stress and people don't realize that the stress has a huge impact on their bones because the stress being, being the stress hormone increases cortisol and cortisol actually reduces the activity of the osteoblasts, which the, which are the bone building cells. And they've done research on this. It started as animal research, but now they've actually have studies showing that you know increased cortisol reduces bone density so so absolutely it's one of the first things i work on with people and letting them know because people will say ah oh, i'm so worried about am i eating the right food am i doing the right exercises but they don't realize that the stress itself is negatively affecting their bones so i always start with just breathing and you know deep breathing before people eat because by just taking break, <laughs> taking a moment, I always tell you, well, first of all, horse that food down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So often, and that's going to affect digestion if you're you just. But so often, if you don't tell people when to do something, I mean, they've done studies on this as well, showing that when you know if some if they figure out if they attach it to something they're already doing, you know, if you're trying to introduce a new habit and you attach it to something that's already happening, you're much more likely to do it. So with eating, we all eat. And if we just stop and take a few deep belly breaths, it does so many things. It increases our digestion. It also just relaxes us. We enjoy our food better. People have lost weight from just doing that. But, you know, that's one thing I just, I, I haven't lost weight doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's some exceptions to that out there, but <laughs> <laughs> so that, I mean, there's many different techniques, whatever works for people. There's, you know, there's so many things. A lot of times I'll teach something from the Institute, from Heart Math Institute, where people just put their hand on their heart and then they visualize you know, they visualize something that causes them love or something that, and just doing that stops the, you know, the sympathetic, the fight and flight, and just brings on the parasympathetic rest and digest. And, and in, that, in the rest and digest is where miracles happen. You know, that's not only where we'll digest our food, but that's where we can reduce our stress. And yeah, so I, I could probably talk like two hours on stress, but in gratitude, I'm such a big believer in gratitude and appreciating the good in life. And you know, all of those things are really the antidote to stress. Yeah, it's definitely a practice. Definitely yes. a practice instituting that. And so let's talk about heavy metals. And so mm -hmm. we know the bones are a repository for heavy metals. They're almost like the garbage cans in the body. <laughs> the body loves to stow away heavy metals in there. They're very convenient. What metals do we find in the bones? Well, you're the expert on this, Wendy, but you know, lead, cadmium 
are two that are very big in the bones. And the problem is that people don't realize that, that they could have been exposed to lead a long time ago and it could still be in their bones and aluminum as well. So I think, I mean, this is your area, but, but absolutely. And it's something most people don't think about. They don't even think about that that could be one of the root causes of osteoporosis is that they, you know, their bones have are filled with, you know, and it takes the place of other minerals. So it's just such an important thing that people need to get tested and work with some, you know, work with like you or something to, to get rid of that, because that certainly you know, does play havoc on the bones. And it's, you know, and also when people go through different stages of life, they could be deposit, you know, menopause and different things, you could be getting more in your system from this. So it's just yeah. an area that's so important. Yeah. I just want to give my two cents on this. Just yes. So people please can do. make that connection between bone health and heavy metals. So lead is very prevalent and it can make bones look more dense on, uh, you know, uh, DEXA scans that are done for looking for bone density. And it also, when you uh, supplement with calcium, calcium will displace and push lead out of the bones. And women, when women go into menopause and they have faster bone cell turnover because of the lowered estrogen, women start having a lot more lead leach out from their bones into their system that can cause fatigue, cataracts, and other types of uh, issues, uh, high blood pressure, things like that. And also aluminum is uh, largely deposited in the bones. And when, when people are detoxing aluminum, their bones can hurt. They can have bone pain, which some people find very unnerving, but that is you know, a symptom of aluminum detoxification. Um, but we can go on and on and on, but it's, uh, it's very important to, when you're thinking about doing a detoxification program, you are going to be helping your bone health as well and facilitating bone density by displacing lead with calcium. Absolutely. That's such important information. And let's talk about medications. So a lot of, you know, women, they go to their doctor, they get a diagnosis of osteopenia or osteoporosis, and then their doctor immediately wants to put them on different uh, medications. What are your thoughts on that? And what are the drawbacks of medications? I feel there's so many other ways to handle, to handle bone loss versus medication. And I think so often they're put on medication and I see this a lot. And people think I'm set. Okay. I have the medication. I'm set. And that's so far from the truth because I've been working with in us in this field for over 25 years. So way back, they, uh, you know, that's when Fosamax and the bisphosphonates came out and they didn't even know that more than five years caused significant problems that now they're not even keeping people on five years because it actually stops the normal bone turns over. Like every 10 years we get a new skeleton and there's constantly old bone, you know, old bones replaced by new bone. That's how our that's how our skeleton stays strong and healthy. And what happens with these drugs is they stop, they stop losing bone, but they stop the whole process. So you're also just not getting that new, that bone turnover. And so the bone isn't as healthy and fresh and there's problems with that. And so, you know, I think there, I think all the drugs have significant side effects. So to me, and again, some people are on the drugs, you know, I'm not going to say that never, depending on what person's situation, but for the most part, I think people have to start at the very basics. 
And the very basics are what are the root causes and to really go through system and system and see what's the problem. Because even if you went on the medication and didn't correct your digestive issue or didn't, didn't deal with the heavy metals, you still have problems. This is just masking it and, and masking it with significant side effects. So, and they don't even know a lot of these drugs haven't even been on the market. Some of them reduce your immune system. You know, there's just, there's, there's definitely side effects. To me, you start, start a natural approach. And I think the exercise is something really essential that people don't realize it, that you can still gain bone through exercise. I mean, they did a study called the Liftmore study where they took people who had osteoporosis, even people who had fractures, and it was supervised. It was supervised by physical therapists and by professionals, but they, they had them lift you know, weights. It was, it was a higher weight. I think it was 85% of one repetition maximum. And they had them, and they found people increased their bone density. So that was really positive and nobody got hurt. And, you know, so I think the exercise is essential. So I think that, you know, so the exercise, looking at your food, looking at, and also inflammation. Inflammation can be majorly affecting your bones. So any sources of inflammation need to be dealt with. So, and I've been working with people for so many years and the good news is people, a lot of people don't need to go on medication. Some people also hormones, hormones are huge. So working with someone who deals with hormones, that's another way to deal with bone health. So there's really, to me, you know, that's, that's not my approach at all in terms of the medication, because I think, and I've seen people do amazing, you know, just, and the good news is I always look at sometimes there's a silver lining. So you find out you have osteoporosis. Initially people are like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to be able to play with grandchildren. My life is over. My trips are over. Just the opposite. You find out that you do all these great things. You know, if you're a couch potato, you become an exerciser. Or if you're not eating healthy, you add healthy eating, reducing your stress. You're doing all these things, then you become so much healthier in the process. So, so that's my approach. And I've seen it being very effective. And, you know, a lot of times I, I work with, with functional medicine physicians and other people who really are looking at a root cause approach in terms of, and I think you need to, I think that's the only way to approach this is to look at it from that perspective and see where your weak link is. And that's the other good news. When you help your bones, your skin gets better. And, you know, just like you see with the detox, whatever you, whatever area needs to be improved, other things get better as well. And you teach an online course about this. I mean, your plethora of knowledge about bone health and your course is called Happy Bones, Happy Life. And so what role does happiness play in your bone health? You know, it's interesting. I'm, you know, I've been a physical therapist for a really long time. And early on in my career, I had gone through something that wasn't so happy, but patients were saying, and I was working with chronic pain, back pain, neck pain, TMJ, you know, people really, and people were really unhappy. And they would, my patients, and they would say, Margie, you're so happy. What's your, what's your secret? And I thought if they only knew what I went through, they wouldn't be saying that. But the truth was, it hit me at that moment that happiness is an inside job. It's not based on your external circumstances. And so I started teaching people what worked for me. And later on, I got trained in happiness and you know, took positive psychology, et cetera. 
But I found that it makes a huge difference just in chronic pain. People were getting better so much faster than they were with just traditional physical therapy. But they've actually done a study showing people with you know, increased life satisfaction and happiness have increased bone density. And it makes sense if you're happier. And, and the happiness I'm talking about isn't just walking around with a fake smile. It's, it's, it's a happiness from within where you know, it's a matter of just being content and being able to ride with the punches. And it's like a deep sense of peace and well-being that's not dependent on your circumstances. And so the happiness, when people get that, they, everything gets better, but they want to exercise, they want to eat well, and the, you know, the research has shown their bones improve too. So that's always a piece of everything I teach because it's almost like to me a foundation, like I guess for you, the foundation is first detox. <laughs> Everybody, to me, to, to start working on these habits because they really translate to every aspect of your health. And it's, it's, and it's a fun way. Like, how nice is that? You know, you find out you have osteoporosis, then you start learning these habits and you wake up happier. <laughs> yeah, sometimes these diagnoses, they're a wake-up call that it's time to start taking care of yourself. And that's maybe just was your weak spot or your weakest link that you need to, to address. But it, all these, any diagnosis, it's a systemic issue. It's not located to just that one, one area. But so where can we learn more about your, your course and, and learn more about you and your work? Oh, okay. So my website is just margiebissinger.com. And my course is called, it's on there. It's Happy Bones, Happy Life. And then I also have a podcast that you've been on, Happy Bones, Happy Life podcast. And I'm happy to also give your listeners a um, posture is so important. We didn't really discuss that. But uh, can I actually just mention one thing? Because if people who are listening have osteoporosis, they have shown that exercises, rounding out exercises, like forward bending, touching your toes, actually increase the risk of fractures. So it's just something that the listeners want to know and extreme rotation as well. You know, if you're at a yoga class, you don't want to do those extreme, extreme movements. Not that you can't do things, but you bend instead of from the waist, you bend from the hips. But posture is just so important to everybody. But if you, you know, since rounding has been shown to increase the risk of osteoporosis and fractures, you certainly want to make sure that you don't have that every day in your posture. So I, I can give you a link for posture exercises that people can do. So to help them stay in a, in a good, comfortable posture. And, you know, people are so worried about getting that hump and other things and they're easy to do and they really make a big difference. So I can also give you that as well. Okay. Fantastic. So we'll have that link in the show notes. If you go to myersheetalks.com and search for uh, Marjorie Bessinger, you'll find that link uh, in the show notes. And so anything else that you want to, that we haven't covered yet that you wanted to touch on? I just think the most important thing is to look at it as an opportunity. If you get a diagnosis at any age, first of all, at any age, you know, make sure that you're you're eating nutrient dense food. Make sure that you're doing exercises to put forces on your bones. And children, they should be doing jumping, all sorts of things, just that they're getting that good weight bearing and you know, getting that good exercise and not sitting all day in that position. So I just think to look, and so all ages, I think it needs to be looked at. And whatever we do can be so preventative down the road. But if you do get a diagnosis or find out you have osteopenia, take action. And 
I, I can't even tell you, looking back, people are just so happy because it was a window into find out maybe something they can improve upon. So I guess I look at it as an opportunity, an opportunity to improve your bones as well as your overall health. Fantastic. Well, Margie, thank you so much for coming on the show. And this is a very, very important topic because this is a, an issue that plagues so many women. And, uh, and I, I urge people to head this off at the curb. Do not wait until you get a diagnosis prevention, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So Marjorie, thanks so much for coming on. And everyone, thanks so much for tuning in every week to the Myers Detox podcast. Um, I truly believe that love is medicine. And then I, in this, you know, doing this show and providing this free content, I do this because I care about you uh, because I, I love you. And I want you to love yourself enough to work on your health every single day. And, and I'm, I'm just uh, love all you guys for tuning in every week and uh, teaching you guys as much as I can about your health and different aspects of detoxification. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, I'm Wendy Myers. You can find my work at myersdetox.com and I'll talk to you guys next week. The Myers Detox Podcast is created and hosted by Wendy Myers. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Wendy Myers and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.